we are again. Yep, here we are again. Round two. Uh, Round two. Jacob North. And Stephen Patzner. Sitting up here at the Delano Public Library for a Third Ball yeah, podcast. Third ball. Episode two. Yeah. We are going to pick up exactly where we left off last time we talked. And um, Stephen, you were talking about how your weight loss and your transformation had uh, led you to these tanning booths as a form of uh, skincare. And um, you were talking about how the young people working there actually became some of the most supportive people for you at the time. Yeah, and they were young young kids, and it, it seemed my generation was incredibly can't do, oh, gee, you can't do that. Um, and I saw these these kids with this just incredible, in a bad economy, working a minimum wage job at a tanning booth with just this incredible uh, optimistic yeah. approach to life. And I thought, wow, I want that. Yeah, almost a little naive or something, but... But but not not naive. I mean, really, it's like that pure optimism. Well, it's a pure optimism, but they were also incredibly fit. Right. So they could back it up. They yeah, could prove it, it. Well, it did take me too long to figure out that the, today's modern generation, your life is basically a stage. You know how Shakespeare says all the world's a stage? These kids... My children's age, or these young adults, uh-huh. their whole life is is basically a stage. Sure. And they introduced me to that, or, or reintroduced it with the the social networking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I I checked them out on, online, and I'm like, oh my god, these guys are like in their heads. They're they're little movie stars. <laughs> yeah. You know, so from the time they're a little kid, and they 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 have their parents adulate over them as all parents do. Then they kind of get to this middle part of their life, and 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 they become little little superstars, and it's metered through how many likes and and right. things like that. And I thought, I want that. Okay, well, it, it worked for you. Yeah, I mean, because there are good and bad things about that, about the likes system, and about the pressure of being on stage for people and how it can hurt people. But you use the good part of that. You you used it to help you. F- from where you were at. Sure. Uh, And it relates back to pinball. That was, I was basically, uh, one of the things I realized about pinball was you're basically on stage there. Whether someone's paying attention or not, you're, you have your own, as long as you put a little token or a quarter in, it's your show. Uh You can do with it what you want. Some people Mm You know, they struggle to keep the ball in 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 action. They look all worn out. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they can barely keep. In me and my friends joked about that. We can talk about this later too. One thing I've noticed about my antics, so to speak, playing pinball, is that some people are very offended because they think it's a a a a, a, a bash on them. They they struggle to keep the ball in play for thirty wow. seconds, and I walk up. That's and, yeah, that's, and I make it look easy. Yeah, and that's a lot of people's natural reaction to seeing someone outperform them. They take it the they take it as a blow to their own self importance. Gets kind of injured in the process of yeah, you know, being next they, to that. They don't realize it has nothing 
to do with that? Well, this is the big topic that we're going to get back to over and over again is the ego and self-importance and sort of our own sense of self and how we compare ourselves to others and how that can cause major problems and it can also really help us. But uh, we don't want to get down that path too, no, too much right now. but we have a lot to work with in the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're, we're rich with options, so to speak. Jim. Yeah, that's right. We, we are rich over here. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're rich with options. Yeah. We don't have any money, but we're rich with options. <laughs> um, but uh, back to the, the diet, the specifics of the, the habits that you created when you, after you got over drinking, after you had stop, finally stopped drinking as a form of diet, yep. what were some of the, uh, and you can be honest, you know, I don't know if you, you were, uh, you know, just ate lettuce or maybe you didn't have a diet, but ta- tell well, me about what sort of diet, yeah. dietary things you did when okay. you started. First things first, the, the easiest way to, it's, it's more of a math problem and then willpower. So it's more of a math problem and you have to decide how bad do you, do you want to look good. So, you know, you kind of uh, look at it and I, I remember reading uh, some girl had put it on, I, I look at Thinspo a lot and some girl said, do I want to eat this cheeseburger or look good in a swimsuit yeah. in the spring? Okay. Well, some people might say, well, screw it, the spring's a long way off. I had done that a lot in life. But back to, back to basics, I had to cut my calories down to uh, at, at least 1,500 calories to lose the amount of weight I want. I wanted to lose 10 pounds a month. So I kind of mm-hmm. did the math. I said, okay, I got to get down to 1,500 calories. A day? A day. Okay. And that's... People don't think about it. If you count everything that goes in your mouth, it ain't much. Okay. So people say, well, you know, you can have this and yeah, try it sometime. Everything you put in your mouth, Mm -hmm. you know, from Tic Tacs to, uh, you know, candy you get at the store, uh, calories that normally people don't put on, those add up real quick, you know, Mm -hmm. a hundred calories in a, in a small pack of candy, um, but anyway, the first thing I realized is that I, I was cutting back as much as I could, and I was still at about 2,500 calories, okay. and I was still gaining weight. So it took me about a month of, of 2,500 calories where I was still gaining a bit of weight to taper off so I could handle it. Mm-hmm. Your stomach has to shrink up. You, I wasn't able to. I, some people might be able to, but I wasn't able to. So I had to go through about a month of, of continuing to gain weight as I was cutting back my calories. Okay. But you I were... probably consumed over 5,000 calories a day at my peak. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. I was, at some points, I think I was gaining about a pound a day. See, I'm not a calorie counter, so I don't really have those numbers in my head. I have no idea what I consume. And I'm pretty liberal. Well, I have my own sort of form of diet. And um, um, I'm, I'm uh, I guess, relatively fit. I'm relatively average, you know, body weight percentage or whatever, body fat percentage. Um, but I don't, 
and, and I'll talk about my own sort of diet methods and where I got those from. But um, I don't count calories, so I don't exactly. So for people who maybe don't count calories, it's a little bit harder of a system to relate to. They can relate maybe more to the the willpower and um, maybe there's a different way for them to approach the technical side of like how do what do I do to start losing weight? But for people who do count calories, they can kind of relate to what you're what you're saying. I think you had told me that you had always been relatively fit. Yeah, I mean, there was a point, and I, I'm 36, so I didn't mention that to anyone yet, but there was a point in my very late teens, just early 20s, where, I mean, I started to get a little chunky. It was, uh, you know, but re- always kind of relatively, you know, average, you know, you know, build. I, I don't know how to describe how fat I was at my, my fattest, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even particularly fat, a little chubby, I'd say maybe a little chubby for a, for an early twenties guy. Um, but definitely different than I am now. And, uh, my weight's always fluctuated again, because I don't count calories. I don't approach diet from a technical standpoint. I kind of just let myself. And again, I'm from, you know, I'm from this modern, you know, culture where, you know, food is plethoric. Uh, For me it was, and I'm, I, regret that. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, especially someone who's listening who, who had a hard time struggling for food, you know, growing up because, you know, a lot of those communities are are right next door to me, you know. Um, Anyway, you know, having food or whatever in abundance, you know, I was, my, my family was, you know, blessed with the opportunity to provide for, you know, for me. Uh, You know, I kind of just came from the, the culture and the behavior of not really watching what I ate. So that kind of came, carried with me through my, my late teens and into my early 20s to what, the point where I had to start taking responsibility for myself. You know, my parents weren't around any longer to kind of, uh, you know, provide sort of the social pressure or the, you know, the res- provide that responsibility. You know, hey, Jake, you're, uh, you, you need to move around a little bit or, or whatever. It was up to me. And uh, so that kind of, it would come and go, you know, my weight would increase and decrease just slightly, you know, over the course of a year, you know, we're coming from the Midwest where we have long winters, you know, we're indoor, you know, we have sort of these cold periods where it's much easier to gain weight in the winter because it's the the days are short and it's cold out and you want to stay indoors and you don't move around as much. And and, uh, yeah, and you you eat. So that, that kind of thing affects, affects me and I'm sure it affected Steven at some point. Um, but, uh, if well, I think in, that's a good point for me to interject. It sounds like you didn't have, just like some people are not, not everyone's an alcoholic. I think everyone can become one, but some people can drink relatively without much problem quite a bit without becoming an alcoholic or at least not a severe alcoholic, I feel the same way about diet. You know, uh, some people can control. Mm-hmm. In alcoholism, we call the people who can drink and not really have a problem with it normies. Mm-hmm. So applying alcoholic terminology to diet, you sound like a normie. You sound like right. you could... Right. For me... I had to, I had goals and I thought, well, if I'm going to achieve these goals, I have to get science involved. That's counting calories. It, there, there's a formula there. Mm-hmm. One thing I realized right away, these girls, the, um, 
the girls that, well, I would like to, the girls that everyone likes these days um, are, are basically junior marketers. They have uh, their perfect little bodies, and they're the guys that everybody likes. Well, I wanted to, to, to be them, but I asked uh, at the bars, what do those, and I know my, my ex-wife, she was incredibly thin, and I saw what she ate. She ate like two almonds and a bottle of wine a day, uh-huh. and I'm not joking. Uh-huh. That's true. It was a, a small handful of almonds and a bottle of uh, skinny girl wine, and that was her calorie intake for the day. Or she And she may or may not gain weight, but she may or may not lose it either. Mm-hmm. But she had everyone, you know, I mean, all she had to do was wear a bikini or a, a halter top or anything like that, and every guy was following her around, uh, even my employees that she'd fire would say, I think your wife loves me, and I'm like, well... But anyway, back to <laughs> yeah. back to basics. I had to get down to, for me, it was uh, diet and exercise. So it was more of a math problem, mm-hmm. and I had to cut back my calories overall. And the exercise was interjected to make my body look good, but at the same time uh, intensify the, the efforts of the diet. Mm-hmm, right. So, you know, and I never had a, a, a butt before or an ass before. Ever. My friends teased me if I, if I put on a, especially if you're a big guy, you know, and you, you put on a pair of pants. If that belt came off around my waist, they went straight to the ground. Mm-hmm. There was no butt there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, and, and, and you can laugh. You can laugh, but I've had several times where my belt broke no. on, like, vacation. No. Yeah, and they went straight to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh. And that happened to me. I'm sorry to laugh. I no, it's, 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 if, if I didn't look at it with a sense of humor, I'm glad people find humor in it because it, it's incredibly sad, but it's funny, too. You know, and you have to be able to to laugh at yourself. And mm-hmm. if if you can't, well, then you're in a world of hurt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I decreased the calories, and I set a goal of ten pounds a month. Mm-hmm. And my doctor told me, or my friend's wife, who's a nurse, and a few doctors told me that's that's too much. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You'll you'll have repercussions on and on. Your skin will sag. I heard all these uh, excuses uh, not to... So it almost seemed like society was trying to pressure me to, to, to stay fat. And I'm like, screw that. I'd like to let that kind of soak in for people. Because I know that there's... Hopefully we have one, at least one, you know, maybe overweight person listening who, you know, is listening for the right reasons who can relate to that. Because it's... It's something that this is a theme that I want to keep kind of getting back to is society and, you know, how it affects the individual. And, uh, yeah, like you, like you said, uh, it was almost like people were pressuring you to, to not lose the it's weight. It's the same as somebody, again, back to the analogy of alcoholism and the denial of, it's like your buddies, you go to a friend's house and it's this incredible, so you'll have some some chips or, and I'm like, no, I don't, I, I don't eat calories that are outside of my diet. Well, then you're considered rude. 
One of the things I read about on Thinspo, uh, and you can Google hashtag Thinspo or go to any one of a number of Thinspo websites, and the easiest response is I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. So you go to a friend's house where there's un, unrestricted calories. You can eat as much as you want. That's a danger zone. Mm-hmm. Your answer is I'm, I'm, I'm not hungry. So okay. they say, oh, come on, have some. You know, be, be, be polite. You know, sh- share some, uh, you know, I'm just not hungry. Mm-hmm. There's nothing people can respond to to that. Um, but uh, it, it is back to the uh, societal pressure of one of, the, one of my goals in losing weight, it hasn't happened yet. I thought it would happen sooner. But one of my goals was to meet a significant other. And, uh, you know, no one was attracted to me. Mm-hmm. You know, being in sales, I realized, you know, you have to have people that are attracted to you. But if you don't, then it's 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 like pushing toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> well, well put. And just to clarify, this was after your divorce. So this was kind of post yeah, yeah. Just to just to clarify that, but yeah, no, yeah. It was it, it's post divorce, and I and I and I want to meet someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to meet a significant, you know, a female partner. But uh, you know, so far it hasn't happened. Hopefully, one day, uh, knock on wood, it okay. will happen. Mm-hmm. But as of as of right now, there's other things that happen too. You know, like once you start taking care of yourself as a as an older fellow, uh, especially in Minneapolis, everyone seems to think you're gay uh-huh. because that's the only guys that take care of themselves. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, so, so uh, you know, uh, and they're the first ones that let you know you look good, too. Uh-huh. It, I, I read a, on a bodybuilding website, it goes in this order. Uh, first, gay men will be attracted to you, then large women. <laughs> then you get the thinner. As you, as you wow. get thinner and... and the people who are successful in their diet made a change, or in their diet and exercise regimen to get to the body they wanted... Um, which is my end goal is getting the body that I want. Um, but they said that they used to have a sedentary lifestyle. So they'd watch TV, um, and you know, then go to bed. And that was me. You know, I sat at a desk, then I watched TV, then I went to bed. Right. Sedentary means non-moving. Yes. Basically. Non-moving. So, um, and I had bought a weight, Years ago, you know, I have a, a weight at my desk at work, right? That I use to to. But I had bought that years before with the intention of kind of. Do, it's a twelve pound weight, so replacing like walking with with arm movements. Mm-hmm. I, I never did it. It sat there for years. It's probably twenty years old. Mm. But now I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. I walk to the store with it. It it boosts my uh, it boosts my metabolism. Uh, you know, try it. I mean, people, my son ridicules me. He says, it's only 12 pounds. I said, but if you lift it a hundred times, mm-hmm. it, it, it's more, right? It, it's how many, uh, how many times you lift it, how many repetitions, time under tension. I okay. mean, there's a lot of different, uh, yeah. but more than anything without losing the, uh, without losing anybody here in, in kind of our, our, uh, Ramblings. Yeah, in our ramblings. I wanted to, the most important thing to me was how bad do I want it? I, okay. you know, my, yeah. and, and it's important to point out that in losing my job as the collector, I thought I was going to go out 
and people would hire me based on my qualifications. Mm. The last thing I was expecting was to go into interviews. It's not very hard as a fat person to figure out, or a large person. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was fat. When you go into a job interview, and from the minute they look at you, they glance at your stomach and your your mm. appearance, and mm-hmm. and you can almost tell that their answer is no before you even have the interview. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll never know the truth, but I do know that when the weight as the weight disappeared, the doors started swinging open for me more on the job front. Yeah. So I saw that as huge. I also mm-hmm. wanted the, the I saw the the girls that I would like to date going home with others. Uh, you know, I I still see that, but they aren't going to like a, a an obese, you know, an unattractive package, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So both the job and a, and you know, so you have to. That's how I established the willpower. Okay. So in order to get my goals, I'm a very structured person. I thought, well, I have to, I have to, you know, get to, you know, what, it's just logic and without denial in the equation, uh, you're, you're never going to get the job that you want looking like, a, you know, maybe that was the way it was years ago. I hired people on the basis of their qualifications. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, they're going to hire the person with the best qualifications and looks the best, especially in sales. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so it became to me, how bad do I want this? Mm. So that has to be greater. The, 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 you have to want it better than going down and opening up the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's your, your, your enemy there, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Let that, again, let that kind of reverberate and kind of sink in, you know. And if you don't want it, then if you aren't doing it, then you don't want it. In order to achieve my goals to to do the 13 to 1500 calories a day or, you know, exercise, walk, you know, several miles, it's about 100 100 calories per mile walking. You can look it up. You can Google it. It's one mile. Well, you know, carry a beef stick with you. That's 100 calories. And then say, well, I'm going to eat this beef stick after the 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 walk mm-hmm. of a mile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll about halfway done with that mile. You'll think, I wish I would. I wish I went to eat the beef stick. I, you know, it, it's hard. People don't get that. It, it, in order to so, if you want to eat more by exercising more, it's an incredibly hard route. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But. Anyway, so, yeah, but I, I'm not going to, one thing I'm going to bring up is I would oftentimes cry myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do a couple different things that are kind of effective, like uh, my mom always told me to buy, buy, pick, buy a jar of pickles and eat a pickle when you're hungry. They have zero calories. Okay. Well, you know, you go buy a gigantic thing of pickles and after, like, the third pickle, you're like, this isn't doing it for me. Okay. So you kind of try and, you know, you, you know, I'm not, and I'm not perfect. I certainly cheated on my diet. But I, I, I'm going to tell everyone uh, to get to where I'm at from where I was at involved not just one but many nights strung together. Uh, and I was talking to a friend of mine about it who said he was unsuccessful at dieting because 
dizziness, headaches, uh, physical pain. Mm-hmm. You're basically starving yourself, right? And your body is telling you this is unacceptable, right? Get some food, and then that provides comfort for you. And without getting into it too much, but you have to overcome that. And few people can do it. I mean, let's look at America. I mean, people talk about, whenever people talk about global warming or whatever, I'm like, wait a minute here. People are dying of this country, in this country, or, or, or starving people. Starving people don't alarm me as much as the amount of people that die from complications of right. being too obese. Yeah. You know, and the ancillary effects of it. You know, you got type 2 diabetes, you got uh, 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 hypertension, on and on and on. So obesity isn't the only cause. It's these ancillary issues. Right. And that's, you know, that's where I couldn't afford health care due to Obamacare and my business wasn't doing well. So I couldn't afford health care. So kind of my own personal uh, trying to overcome that was losing weight. Yeah. And I lo- watched as almost every health problem I had went away. Mm-hmm. Even my vision increased. Wow. You know, and you can, maybe it's psychosomatic, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. My skin cleared up. My, yeah. uh, you know, so... All of these things started to work for me. And then the attention I got from being even a little bit, I kind of kept, it sounds geeky, but I kept a, a, for a long time, I kept a sheet of how many girls smiled at me. Uh I'm going to get into another story here. We read um, an Alcoholics Anonymous in the the big book, um, my, my sponsor, John Herbert, giving him full credit, had us read stories from the big book. And there's some pretty, uh, it's always the same story. I was a horrible drunk, and then I, I sobered up. But there was this one guy that said he was the town drunk. What's the big book? The big book is, uh, it's the, uh, the kind of the Bible of Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, okay. For lack of a better term. Okay. It's the, uh, it, it, it's got the uh, doctors, well, you know what? Go out and, and have a look or Google it or, or okay. what have you. I, I don't like to bring up AA a lot because it, they purposely try to stay out of the, the limelight Yeah, to keep their uh, credibility and, and whatnot. It's a, it's a great program. Mm-hmm. Is it the end all? No. But w- one thing, there's a story in there in the, in the original big book. It's not in the... Um, in the newer versions, there's like 20, 20 versions now of the big book. I don't even know. But I read it. We read a story about, and I was, you know, dieting and exercising along. And we, they read a, uh, we read a story in AA about a man who was the town drunk. And I'm from a smaller town, and I live in a smaller town now near a city. But I was kind of the town drunk, and I, I think everybody knew I was a drunk, and I, I, I didn't care. Okay. And he was saying that he was real proud of uh, himself. He said that he was a horrible drunk and that he shaped up his act. And then he noticed that the surprising thing was the, the, the pretty ladies in town, you know, this is a, you know, in the 30s, written in the 30s, who okay. started smiling at him as he walked down the street. Yeah. 
So I thought I kind of had that uh, light bulb moment in my life, and I thought, well, you know what? I want to be that guy. Yeah. That pretty lady smile. So once the embarrassment, I, I remember I one of the uh, culminating factors of of wanting to lose weight is my my son uh, had a wrestling match, and uh, I, I wasn't able to the, attend because I got a DUI. And uh, I didn't want to really go because it was picture day. And uh, so I started drinking, and I thought I'll have a couple of drinks to calm my nerves and uh-huh. um, that type of thing. Uh-huh. And I just got carried away, and uh, I'm not going to get too much into the that, but... I was embarrassed to be seen anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I can show you pictures of, you know, I mean, people don't really realize that, you know, whenever I see a really large person, I think, God, you know, just the, the even when I'm at the arcade, um, I'll see incredibly large people. I mean, you're bumping into people. You have no choice. Right. You're incredibly large, and then you're you're drunk on top of it, and... Just the way people look at you and kind of, it's like, well, you know, you, you, you're embarrassed to be seen out in public. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way. So I was incredibly embarrassed. And I read this story about a guy and I was, at that time, a few times, uh, I had noticed, uh, you know, uh, especially with the tanning, I got, got a little bit of a tan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that people, especially uh Females, uh, younger ladies, or and, and older, um, but initially just the, the the really young ones, my kids' age would 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 smile at me, and that was something that was gone for not just one year, a little bit. It was gone for a very long time. Yeah. So I noticed that. Yeah, you know, if you if, if no one ever smiles at you, and then one day someone does, well, you're going to notice that. Sure. But then this guy's story about how he changed it around and that, you know, he would walk down the streets proudly as he uh, as he had lost the weight and, and or quit quit drinking. And uh, I just thought, well, I, I want that to be me. Mm-hmm. That's my that's going to be my motto. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I started walking my friend's dog and uh, it took me a long time to get to the point where I. I walked right down the middle of the busiest street in town uh, with my friend's dog, and, and, and everyone was smiling at me. So, I, you know, in my head, maybe, I, I, I was that guy. Oh, yeah. You know, so, That's I, awesome. you know, I, right down uh, Lake Street, you, we could go down there in the, in the summer. I can recreate that for you. But <laughs> yeah. it, was a big, it was a big moment for me. Yeah. I, I remember that, I remember there was a gal that was homeless in... in yeah, she was, you know, kind of cute, but normally somebody like that wouldn't even, even she smiled at me that day, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I kind of felt like the sun was on my, you know, you always have those sunny days, but it took me yeah. a long time to walk anywhere and with my head up and, and be proud of, of who I was Yeah. again. Yeah. So that was a big, uh, a big moment for me. I thought, uh, you know, this is my, my walk down, uh, the street where I'm proud of myself again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even, I'm was nowhere. I mean, it probably seems ridiculous now. I was probably, uh, 210. I okay. weigh 170 now, mm-hmm. but it was a bit, you know, being, being proud of the way I looked was, was really huge. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, more on the topic, uh, you know, on, on my, uh, and I talked about this on my Facebook page. Um, one of the things I did, and I noticed now people my age, if they're unattractive, they don't put a picture, a real picture of themselves, or they put their high school picture, yeah. graduation picture. Well, that, yeah. people want to see what you look like now. <laughs> okay. You know, they don't want, they don't want to see your high school picture. They don't want to see a picture of, of, of a, 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 car, a cartoon of Snoopy. Yeah, no, I, I see it all day long. Sure. You, don't, you probably don't see it as much because you're, you're younger than me. Uh-huh. But people my age, it's, it, it's like I compare it to a, a guy that it's going to commit suicide and he can't keep the gun pointed straight at his head. He wants to kind of tilt it on the side or whatever. They would do anything rather than to have a picture of themselves. And I was exact. I had Captain Kirk on mine. Okay. okay. Captain Kirk was my hero. Mm-hmm. I put Captain Kirk up there. Somebody told me. I think my sister told me, and she's not. She She's kind of, she's nothing like she used to be, but I'm not going to bash her. But she told me you shouldn't have your real picture up there because you don't want people seeing what you look like. For what reason? Like stalking okay. or yeah. like gotcha. my, my, my kids' pictures. Uh, and and then I saw these uh, young kids and they're like, I asked them about it. I said, you just put your picture like in a swimsuit right out there. That is a weird phenomenon because I actually have my own story uh, in regards to that because I, I am, you know, old enough to be of an earlier internet generation. And uh, I came, I you know, I used the internet a lot before there was Facebook and before there was MySpace. Before and, it was cool. And it was completely unheard of to associate your real life photograph with any sort of name for safety reasons. For, you know, it just was a different, completely different approach. And I know a whole, a lot of people are listening, are anyone my age or, or older, it completely under, relates to this and, and knows this is that it was, uh, it was like, you know, walking down the street in the middle of town and putting, you know, a picture of your name with your photograph printed up and just putting it on the side of a wall. You know, who who did that? You know, sure, there was the yellow pages with your name and your last name and your phone number. People could find you through the yellow pages. I mean, again, we're talking to a pre-internet generation right yeah. now. But uh, well, there was an anonymity there. Yeah, the an- anonymity, right? And uh, you know, I remember the first time I think I I was using like a, a converse, a, a chat forum kind of thing about music, and some of the members would post their photographs, and it was very shocking. It was very like ball ballsy. It was very bold for them to uh, associate their own image with this nickname or whatever this a- mm-hmm. alias. And I remember, you know, participating or partaking in that at one point, you know, kind of sharing who I was with these uh, other people around the world. And I, you know, I took it down. I I said, I don't want my photograph up there. Uh, I don't know. We're kind of shooting off on a random topic right now, kind of about the, the Internet phenomenon. But but yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden, I who, who knows when or where or why um, people started doing putting their uh, identities up. And sort of sharing themselves. Um, well, but it's, you know, I mean, you're you're keying in on a and with the um, with the bill collecting too. We 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 wanted to remain anonymous. So yeah. my collector name was Greg Farrell, but that was. Uh, and then I had the process servers after me. I don't know if we want to bring that up. Let's do another show about collecting. 
Okay, I already have some notes here. We got to we got No, no, yeah, do no. A really good show about well, your experience in a collection uh Okay. Business. Um but as it relates to yeah, we, we, and so again, I, I don't know, another reason I took the opportunity to branch off on that story is because I want the show, you know, to be about more things than just fitness. You know, we're we're starting off with the fitness and it connects to self-improvement and it connects to willpower, but it, you know, it connects to us as individuals, and then it connects to society. It's all connected. And then, yeah, and so, I mean, this is kind of a story about, you know, this is a show about us as people and our experiences, but other things going on in the world as they relate to people. And, you know, again, we're going to always kind of tie it back to self-improvement and having emotional stability and having emotional um, kung fu, if you will. If you've ever seen, like, a... If you've ever seen like a like a like a martial arts where the the, the, well, the show the, kung fu the show where the, where where people are striking back and forth and they almost kind of create a circular motion with their movements you know for me you know that's the emotional world that we live in you know it it's not happy and it's not sad you know we we, we fluctuate between those and and that's something that I've learned in my middle age uh, I'm doing air quotes right now uh, is is that uh, you know you can't be happy. And you can't be sad. You know, you have to be able to go, let that pendulum, that pendulum swing back and forth. And Being you have to, in the ang. Yeah, you have to know when you're happy and be happy then. Anyway, so, that's, again, I'm just kind of throwing things out. This is what we want, you know, anyone interested in this stuff. When we come back, uh, talk about happiness and how it fits in. Okay, cool. Because that's, that. that's a stumbling block that I had to overcome. We love you guys, and um, I just want to shout out. I want to always do our shout-outs here. Uh, Tim Ferriss, thank you. Uh, Jordan Peterson, thank you. Jocko Willink, thank you. Joe Rogan, Sam Harris. It's not about the politics, you guys. It's not about the politics. It's about everybody who is on the cusp of the the cutting edge of thoughts, modern-day thoughts, where thoughts are for a modern-day human being. Yeah, Um, great. This is my favorite part is hearing the – your shout outs. It's my favorite part too.